Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. I'm Charlotte Spicer. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. If you're new to the show, thank you for being here, and I invite you to explore all that we offer the Spiritual Insights community. In addition to producing these segments to help you deepen your spiritual journey, I am an energetic healer and channel for Jesus. I specialize in removing stagnant energy, negative emotions, and trauma from the human energy field to relieve you of suffering and elevate your life experience. Today, I would like to introduce you to a new associate of mine who serves as full-body channel for a group consciousness named Athena in Truth. For over 40 years, Robin Jelinek has studied spirituality and metaphysics in great depth in her pursuit of finding a greater meaning in life. In 2001, she experienced a kundalini awakening, a very rare, almost out-of-body experience where kundalini rises from the root chakra up through the spine, a form of energetic awakening that causes one to transform on the mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. While many can spend an entire lifetime trying to achieve this, it was around this time that the group consciousness named Athena in Truth came knocking at Robin's door, although it did take 20 years for this connection to develop into the manifestation it is now. Being first a wife, a mother, and now a channel for wisdom, Robin doesn't view herself as being gifted or higher because information flows through her. She is simply a vessel for the truth. To ensure that the message Athena in truth brings forth is pure spirit and integrity, Robin completely removes herself from its delivery. She is a full-body channel who is conscious during this transmission and can hear everything in the background. You will find an explanation for different types of channels on my website, spiritualinsightsradio.com. In addition to her warm, loving, and down-to-earth personality, I wanted to explain why I chose Robin and Athena in Truth to share with us today. Many times during the tenure of this radio show, I have expressed that I do not bring you content for your entertainment. We are teachers and light bringers, and the same is true for Athena in Truth. Athena in Truth sends this message to help you understand their origin. We are the same as you, a stream of consciousness that is not presently focused in the body. In this way, we have access to the high part of ourselves and do not suffer from conflicts of contrast that humans do. This is what causes all the issues here on the earth plane. Robin, in her quest of, why am I not confident, attracted the energy of Athena. This is the best representation of a woman in her confidence and in her power. We do not wish to elaborate further on our origination or our past lives, but we know we had many. We are in our higher form of consciousness and can access all the wisdom and all the knowledge of all the lifetimes we have ever experienced, both on the earth plane and other planes of existence. Robin offers private sessions with Athena in Truth. You can learn more and book a session at athenaintruth.com. 
Athena also enjoys publishing frequent messages in podcast form. You can find those at anchor.com slash Athena in truth at the website and wherever you get your podcasts. I wanted to offer, ladies and gentlemen, an explanation as to what you're about to experience. Regular listeners are becoming aware that the process of channeling is different for everyone. It is unique. I want to give you an idea of what to expect with Athena in truth. While you notice a pause with Danielle and Wendy when they bring through the Divine, you will also notice that with Connie and Divine Mother, Divine Mother can push through when she is ready to contribute to the conversation without any type of pause or announcement at all. The same is true for Athena in truth. There is no advance notice when they come forward. And when they do, Robin's personality recedes to the back and returns instantaneously when the message is complete. Being a group consciousness, you will notice subtle variances in personality. I want you to think of Athena in truth as one being or personality with a number of facets. Highly sensitive listeners will likely feel the difference immediately. Nonetheless, Athena is here to offer us guidance and insight into the human journey. At first, I was going to bring Robin through, but Athena has arrived, so please join me in welcoming my special guest, Athena in truth. Welcome, Athena. It's wonderful to have you here today. Oh, thank you. We are looking forward to it. Wonderful. Well, I gave a beautiful explanation that you offered as to who you are and what you do. You are Athena in truth. You speak truth. You speak light. You speak wisdom to the human journey. What is your most prominent message that you would like to bring to my listeners today? Well, what we actually do when we move with humans, yes, uh, we mirror back to them or give back to them uh, the type of energy that they are emanating. Sometimes it is uh, a little tough to take, we would tell you, if it is a powerful pack that we are bringing, yes? And this is what will determine whether, uh, which energy that we are moving with within Robin, yes, the 10 that are here, that are going under the name of Athena, yes? This is what's going to determine the flow or the way that the transmission feels to the one they are moving with, you see. Uh, the other day we had a session uh, with one and there were some sticking points, some areas that this one was stuck in, you see. And so then the, the flow is very uh, straightforward, very powerful, you see. And then as we break through the block of energy, as they recognize themselves, because that's what occurs in our exchange, they're actually meeting themselves or the energy they are stuck in. And as they uh, transcend that or break free of it, yes, uh, we get this nice smoothing. Yes, uh, another moves in, another type of energy that is much more uh, relaxed, we would tell you. So this is the reason. Robin is questioned from time to time, why is it that each transmission is so different? And some we are very volatile and some we are very soothing or uh, uh, making uh, the human feel good, yes? And this is the reason for it. It is what we are moving with uh, with them, yes? We also transmit a form of language through our hands. It is called light language. It is a way of helping to move the human. It assists them in the areas that they are stuck. It is a communication tool that can be used beyond words that is specific to them when we are in session, see? Yes, so you reflect back to the client exactly what it is they need to see, hear, and feel. Absolutely, we do. And we would tell you, they are shocked, really. When we say to them, how do you like meeting you? How do you like feeling you? They know it, you see. A human has this guidance system, and it is so perfect. They know exactly when they are being told the truth. They know when someone is hoodwinking them. They know when they are not sitting before one that is in truth, you see. It's why we come out squeaky clean, we say. They run us through their guidance system, and they know right away that what they are dealing with is real, it is true, you see. And they know when they meet themselves, when we say, this is the type of energy we are feeling in your body that we are reflecting to you, 
they receive it. They know it already. But this connect or this temporary connect for them, yes, is a big movement. Uh, many, uh, we would tell you, get separated or they are going through life experiences that cause them to disconnect a little bit and they need a little help getting their plug back in. It's not that they can't do it on their own. It's not that we're magic, yes. But we have from this high vibratory level that we carry, part of it is through the Kundalini rising that Robin had, yes. But part of it is our high vibratory level, yes, the human makes a decision to join us. Did you hear the word I said, decision? The human is the problem. If they decided not to agree, if they decided they did not believe in us or they did not believe in channeling period, we would have little to talk about because that high self that they have works for them, you see. It doesn't work for us. So if they want a good session, if they want good communication and if they want good movement, if they are stuck somewhere, they have to agree to it because we're getting the information from the high part of them. And if they're not in agreement to it, we're getting nothing. See. Yes, but it's up to them to understand that you are never out of accord with their higher self, that you are never simply are. reflecting their truth back to them. Yes, absolutely. We will, uh, the high self, as we said, is an honorment of the being, you see. It will never uh, go against or never work against uh, the human. It is for them. It is not for anyone else. But in the agreement, yes, as we bring up the vibratory level of the room, uh, them and us together, uh, then this connect can happen, you see. And it feels good to a human. They feel uplifted. They feel hopeful. They feel as though they can make the life that they want to make now because they have the assistance of this tool. Yes, this uh, connection that they are missing, you see. Yes, but how often does a human being become so afraid or detached from the message that they back away and choose to go through another few cycles of whatever pain or disconnection they're in? This is what we call unconscious living. Yes, it is one of the reasons that uh, we have sessions and we give humans so much information that they are saying, oh, what will I even call you about next time? And we said, well, what happens is when a human goes out into their life and they are experiencing things, they keep becoming the human. They keep letting the vibratory level drop and they can't sustain themselves as they become this human, this tool. We want them to learn really that they are not the tool. They are not the human. That the high self or the soul or the uh, spirit, yes, uh, all that is, is what is running the tool, you see. And if you get stuck in the tool, if you decide that you are the tool and you become the experiences you are having, now you are in this washing machine with this, yes? And you're gonna turn out load after load after load that is similar or same or what it is you're hanging on to. Unfortunately, what humans like to hang on to is something negative. And this is why they get stuck in these negative ways or patterns. As we teach them, as we guide them, yes, out of this habit that they are in of becoming this human, Use the human as a tool. Use it for what it was intended for, an experiencer. That's why it came to the earth plane. It came here to have experiences. It came here to expand itself and all that is. It's done it. It's worthy. The second it has an experience, it has done what it said it has come here to do. There is nothing a human has to achieve. There is nothing you have to be to be worthy. You just have to experience. And we would tell you that every one of you have done that. When a human starts to judge themselves, when they start to think of themselves as doing their life good or bad, or they lower their vibratory level in the thought of themselves, this is what happens. This is when the plug comes out of the wall. You're to let go of the human, let go of the experience. Know that you have done what you said you would do, and you are rising to the greater part of what you have experienced. So this is what was supposed to happen. There's no need to stay mad at anybody. There's no need to be upset or to hang on to anything, because the whole reason for the experience was the expansion that you already got, that all that is already got, and that you can have too if you'd let go. 
And then you can rise in your vibratory level and then you can experience this high, wonderful, expanded version of you that is waiting to be received by you on the earth plane. May I ask a clarifying question, Athena? Absolutely. Okay, the listeners are going to ask this. I tap into them to get the questions that I want to ask. In terms of self-doubt, you're saying that we come here to experience things. We are experiencers. It's just an experience. We take things so personally, we get stuck in the negative. Our egos lay claim to those emotions and memories, and we get stuck. So when you share your wisdom, your light with a person to help them elevate this vibration and help them understand that they are, in fact, merely experiencers, when it comes to self-doubt, is the expansion of the experience guaranteed? How do we convince them that they did get what they needed out of it when they feel incomplete in the emotionality of the experience? Uh, this is when they have to learn uh, to become actualized or to become a master. This is what a master does. One has to prove it to themselves. One has to believe. You cannot manifest anything that you do not believe in. You have to be able to hold it. We have told humans before, uh, you cannot have a $25 million home tomorrow on the water with a bank account uh, to support it. Most cannot believe that. Uh, they could, they could probably have it, we would tell you. But we would tell you, uh, for the most part, that is a stretch too far. And this is what happens to a human sometimes. Uh, they think, uh, some of them, when they learn these spiritual concepts, they'll think, oh, I can have anything now. Yes, I know everything. I can have anything. All right. I need to do is come in the corner and think about it. This is not true. This is not a true teaching. You have to be able to hold it. And what you can hold is based a lot upon uh, your upbringing, yes, your parenting, uh, your ancestral beliefs, all of it plays into this, you see. But it can be changed, it can be done, you see. And how you do it is you realize that every time you have an experience, whether it snaps, yes, we call it the bull whip, snapping you every once in a while, the life experiences, that you realize that as this charge is released to all that is, whether it is good or bad, it matters not, that you have released something, a charge, energy, to all that is that is expanding because of it and if you can prove to yourself by moving away from it long enough so that these things can start to materialize on the earth plane then you're going to know i am the master then pretty soon you can't get over here fast enough to be snapped by that full whip again and you don't really care if it's good or bad anymore you start to become this creator this magnificent machine that knows they are the one that is doing it it sounds magnificent Oh, may we all achieve this and very soon. We would tell you there's not a single thing we would go that far in a human experience that is not manifested by them. And to elaborate further, what we would tell you is even those that are drug addicted, even those that are alcoholics, even those that are oh, whatever it is, cheating on their wives, stealing money, whatever the habit is. Yes. Yes. In this lowered value of self, in this judgment of self, in this not love of self, what is love of self? Loving the human for coming and experiencing. That's it, in a nutshell. So when they don't love the self, what can the universe do in the wash machine with that? What can it do? Uh, let's think about it for a moment. It could actually produce urges to have you be addicted more. It could actually produce ways of behavior that make you despise yourself more, you see. You mm -hmm. can manifest even that, you see. It's why and when, it's so hard to quit. It's why it's so difficult because they are not removing the, the thorn in the side, the issue. Yes, the lack of self-love, the judgment of self, the becoming what someone told us we were. 
This is what happens to a human. I am not good. I am bad. Yes. Uh, my parent told me I would never amount to anything. Yes. Uh, we yes. hear it all. We don't care. Huh? You don't like that, do you? Yes, but it's true. We want them to drop it. Because when you think about it, when you're trying to change it, when you're dwelling on this parenting that was so bad that turned you into this thing that you have agreed to, now you are reproducing that again. Somewhere, sometime, somebody has to decide to let go and be the conscious creator and know that that experience is what was called for, for them to become this great thing that they have become because of it, they have not yet received here on the earth plane because they are becoming it, you see. Mm -hmm. So to clarify, what I hear you saying is that those people, and, and we use those with addiction problems as an example because they are the most extreme. Those people in turn, in response to their life experiences, condemn themselves for the experiences and for the feelings that they feel. They were here to feel emotions and they condemn themselves for these feelings that they feel rather than a feeling of self-appreciation for just being alive in the first place. You could not have said it more eloquently. Yes, this is exactly what you are saying. Uh, you have summarized it perfectly. Yes, I this human that. is never supposed to be condemned for anything. No one can judge another and their life experiences. No one can feel another's suffering. No one has another's personality, uh, another's uh, past life experiences. And for another to judge someone and to devalue them in this way makes no sense at all. What makes even further no sense is that humans have been taught just to agree with it and to become it, you see. We're all the same flow of energy. We're all the same stream of consciousness. The power that we are transmitting with is the power that every being has, you see. Yes. But it's been dulled down. It's been... Uh, uh, turned off, yes, uh, and they have agreed to it. And this is why we say, we don't want to hear about the past life that caused you to be this way or that way. We don't want to hear about the bad parenting or whatever it is that happened to you that has caused you to be in your victimization. We're done mm -hmm. with that. We already know it, old news, yes? What yes. we want you to do is let go. What we want you to do is move into your power. What we want you to do is plug in, you see. Yes. And we were never meant to go through this alone. It's, it's important that we impart on everybody that they're not going through this alone. It's the emotions of the experiences that make them feel alone. But I would say that it's our mission to move beyond that sense of separation, gain that sense of detachment from the experience so that you can feel the lightness of being. Would you agree? Oh, we would agree. But we would tell you in reference to your saying uh, they are not alone. There is not a single act that a human commits that doesn't become part of all that is. That every being is in some way connected to or affected by. Absolutely. We are all one. Absolutely. With the energies that are coming to the planet right now, the changes we're undergoing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and especially physically within our DNA. What words of wisdom could you share with us as we move forward towards the end of 2021 and into the beginning of 2022? Uh, this has been a building up. Yes, many would agree. Uh, yes. Uh, many things. Uh, and many humans have de deemed it as uh, a negative. Yes, we're never yes. going to agree. 
uh, the good or bad or negative. And I think we have explained why that is, yes? Because all that is is expanding from a charge. And as humans are upset, yes, or as they are in love, that is not, yes? All that is is expanding to the greater degree or the higher degree because of this, you see. And we have now reached uh, what is called, yes, Robin likes to use this little example that's kind of funny. Our husband is a boat builder. He's building a 25 foot long boat, very heavy, yes? And he had it face down and he needed to get 12 men over to flip it over, yes? And as they were trying to flip it, it was really difficult pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, yes? And then it reached this point. And what happened? It just flipped over, you see, very quickly. It's typically this where we are in humanity. We okay. have been pushing, 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 yes? And our boat is ended and now it has reached the tipping point. And now it is gonna go very fast. Manifestation is going very fast. Uh, people who are on the good side, yes, uh, the side of love and gratitude and happiness and belief in self and love of self, yes, and those that know they are the creator uh, of their own lives, yes, they're going to be experiencing the magnificence of this in a very fast way. Manifestation is going to be speedy and fast and quick because this energy has now reached the tipping point, you see. But if you're on the other side, huh, not so fun, it's going to go fast, go south in a hurry. That makes me very excited to hear just in terms of what I want for my own life, like, oh, I can manifest quickly and and completely. And I really do want peace and joy and love and success, all those good things. Let's talk for a moment uh, about manifestation because it is something that humans are very attached to or wanting. And we Absolutely. want to agree with it. Uh, it's why you came here. It's why you have emotion. Emotion is what uh, moves, yes? It is what causes manifestation to happen. Of course, you have a thought or an idea, but what really charges it and generates it is the emotional charge that you send with it. This is what the biggest manifestation tool is, you see. Yes. But why would you ever wanna train yourself out of not feeling or not thinking as some have been taught uh, by other spiritual leaders, you see? Ah, uh, you can go over here and do this, yes, and not feel. And we would tell you, if you want to do what you came here to do, which was to be a creator and to reap the benefits of what you have become because of it, then you would stay in your emotive value uh, and let it happen, but don't hold on to it. Don't become it. Just let go of it and move over to your good feeling side and know that you have done it by the charge you have released, you see. Yes. Quite simple. Well, I'll reiterate, I'm sure I've said this many times on the show over the years, emotions are merely energy in motion. If you wish to manifest, it must be in motion for the manifestation machine to have something to work with if you bury your emotions if you numb them if you distance yourself from them if you bend them with substances or anything it's stagnant it becomes inert and you cannot manifest anything from that place Correct? Uh, uh, even uh, the reason uh, behind wanting the manifestation we would tell you that sometimes in a human's unworthiness yes they will feel this need or this pressure to perform, uh, whether it be in their activity, a sport or whatever it is, yes, mm -hmm. or this pressure uh, to make something of themselves, you see, and this is a big deterrent or uh, something that will cause someone to not draw to themselves what they are wanting as quickly as they are wanting it. We would suggest that when humans have a lot of resistive thoughts or patterns, yes, and they are trying to get out of them, they're always trying, yes, trying. Always. Not a good energy, yes, we try all the time. Uh, if one can just decide this way uh, to admire others, to look at what others have in gratitude and appreciation, not in a way of I don't have it, not in a way of jealousy, but in a way of intentionally focusing on how that must feel for that person to have achieved 
that thing that I would also love to achieve, by the way. And in this admiration, in this love of another, in this looking at what another has done in this way, they eliminate their own resistance. You can eliminate the things you are holding on to in this way. And the universe will say, oh, what can I give this one that he would appreciate, that they would love to the degree that uh, they have been admiring this? You see, you are creating. Yes, you are generating. You are sending out that feeling, you see. And now let me tell you, under the category of appreciation, under love, under gratitude, under uh, hopefulness, yes, all of these emotions, uh, there's a big ball of nice things that could be brought to you. And you have removed yourself, even from some sticking points that you may have that have been difficult for you to set aside when you were trying to manifest it for yourself. Uh, this is a way around it, you see. Yes. And Athena, in terms of manifestation, what part does relinquishment play in allowing yourself to manifest? What must we let go of? Mm -hmm. Oh, we would ask anyone who is trying to manifest something uh, how they are feeling about timing it. When is it coming? Why isn't it here? Yes. Why don't I have it? Am I going to get it? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, this is what goes on in a human. Uh, and the universe is thinking, give it, take it back, give it, take it back, give it, take it back. Yes, this is the energy that they are in, you see. They have to maintain or hold uh, this constant for long enough so that they can reap the benefit of the life experience they've had, you see. But many can't do it. They just uh, keep going back to being the human. And we're gonna uh, just make it as easy as we can and tell you that this human is not going to last. It's going to die and rot away. Everybody knows it, yes? This is yes. the truth. So why would you want to put all of your beliefs, here it is over here in this thing that isn't going to last, uh, and instead of in the spirit, in the part that is running this tool, yes? Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? Why is it so easy to not believe and hard to believe? It's a decision that one makes. You can decide, I'm going to believe now instead of doing this thing that you were doing and not believing. I'm just going to stick with it. I'm just going to believe, you see. It's a decision that you make. So it comes down between an attachment and a struggle with what is versus belief in the potential and knowledge of who you really are. You must see yourself in the third person as a spirit. I tell you that uh, so many humans live an unconscious life. There is so much beauty on the earth plane. There are so many things to admire. But we would tell you, many people, if you asked them, could hardly describe anything they had even seen in a day of living. Mm. This is how they live. They don't watch when they wash the dishes. They don't pay attention like, ah, the water feels good as I'm showering and I'm grateful for it. Yes. They don't do it. You see, they are mm. unconscious living. And when you live unconsciously, this is how you become the human. You just are not consciously aware that you are a creator. So you are just going completely off of emotive value. You are not going off of any creative value. You see. Mm-hmm. So what would you suggest, Athena, for those living unconsciously? Would the first step then be, be to tap into the five senses to ground in the body? Can uh, speak the on that, that, please. 
uh, the more that you can live your life in a conscious manner, that when you can talk to someone that you look into their eyes, yes, that you see their eyelashes, that you uh, feel everything about the person in front of you, that they have 100% of you when you are moving with them, yes? And when you go outside, you notice, ah, there was a flower about to open and I see it is open today now. Yes, you don't forget about the flower, you remember it, yes? And this is how one engages, this is how one, uh, because pretty soon, uh, what can the universe really give one that's consciously noticing and loving everything that is around them? A lot of good stuff, I would tell you. This is a way that you can create magnificently. And many are not using it. They're not using it at all. The only thing they're conscious of, and I would tell you they're getting a lot of crap they don't like, are the bad feelings they're stuck in. That's the only thing they're conscious of. And then they feed those bad feelings with bad food and bad activities. Absolutely. Oh, well, this is the creative value. This is where we wanted to explain to you because we don't know if it's been said before that your urges, even the desires of the human are all connected to this. So if you are feeling this way, yes, if you are uh, 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 not living healthily, yes, and you are not respecting your body and you are uh, doing all of these things that are negative, you are this is where the backslide comes in. We had one ask us the other day, ah, I can meet with you and I'm doing fine, yes. And then a week later, I'm sliding back down again into the muck and mire. We said to her, uh, this is what happens when you are unconscious. You are not paying attention to your feelings. You are just living your life and you are not even thinking. You are not even paying attention. You see, Absolutely. your cue is, your only cue is, how do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? Is that that hard? Is it so hard to think about how you're feeling? Because what will happen is then the human will blame the one in front of them. They made me feel that way. Absolutely. They did did this. Yes. We Mm -hmm. don't care again, because as you emanate that feeling, you're getting more of it, you see. And it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. We're never going to argue that this experience isn't true. We're never going to do that. We're not taking it away from you. You can justify it. It's true. Yes. All of it. We're not saying the experience didn't happen. Right. But as you dwell upon it, as you stay in it, as you make the one before you the reason for the feeling that you have in negativity, now you are calling for more of it. You see. Yes. Stop doing it. For some, I think it's easier said than done, but we're here to offer them the tools to do it. So, like you say. Uh, let us give it to you in a nutshell. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have this uh, spirit, this soul that is running uh, your human body. Let's call this the right side. Yes. And on the left side, we have this human tool. You see, you have to decide, am I going to become the emotions of this human or I'm going to become the admirer of this life on the right? This is your choice. Very easy. I find it easier for me to sustain that type of belief and emotional posture to look at myself in the third person and i can say okay you can wallow in this feeling i know it's unpleasant allow yourself to feel it so that it can move through so that it can pass so that you can get to the other side of it but what you're actually doing though is exactly what we said you're you're not becoming a human you're letting go you are pulling yourself away and you are looking at this one as something separate or unexperienced yes is what we right. see Correct. That is exactly what you were doing in that um, maneuver, and it is uh, effective, yes? Life is much easier when you do it this way. Mm -hmm. Much, much easier. 
uh, there are times where it can get a little heavier and it takes a little more concerted effort to do this, to achieve this. But well, it let's is talk doing... about that for a moment, yes? Okay. Because what happens is when a human is on a spiritual path and they backslide a little bit, yes? Yes. Now they start to patronize. Now they start to judge. Now they start to get mad at itself because they're down that road again. They didn't want to go down. Right. They don't want you to do it. We just want you to know, ah, that's my human again. Well, it did it. Yes, I know. <laughs> ah, there it is. Yes. And then we want you to make light of it. We want you to laugh about it. We want you to know that this is never going to stop. Do you think you're going to get it perfect? Do you think this emotive value here on the earth plane is ever going away? It's never going to stop. This whip whack back and forth is going to continue, you see. Uh, it might get a little better as you are a conscious creator, but it's not going to exclude you from the inevitabilities of life. The experiences that uh, are negative and positive that one has, you see. I would add that the level of spiritual maturity that is achieved in the human being determines the level of your reaction to the experience, whether it's repetitive or not. It may be new, it may be shocking and traumatic, but that level of spiritual maturity will dictate how you respond to that experience and the feelings that go along with it. Yes? Absolutely. Uh, we would agree with that 100%. Yes? Thank you. Uh, many that are on a spiritual path uh, will enter a crisis uh, that would be debilitating to others. Yes, they could lose someone very important to them. Uh, and then they will uh, uh, deal with it in an unimaginable way, you see. And they are example, really, to other people uh, in this way. Yes, uh, Robin had a sister, actually, who lost her husband. Uh, it was a very brief time after, and it was right around the holiday. And she called her uh, with a little bit of dread. She was worried how she would be doing, how she would feel, yes. Uh, she was so uplifting, uh, so positive, yes. Uh, so have to be this way. I have to show my family, yes, uh, what I have learned, yes, that life goes on and that I am happy. I am still, I still have me, yes, I am still contributing. And in this way uh, was an example to others. And this is what your goal is. This is what your desire is as a human. It is not that you're not going to feel, but the level uh, that, or the amount of time that you allow yourself to be lost in it and be greatly reduced with this awareness. Beautifully said. Many of us at the moment are dealing with all of the changes on the planet, uh, in the world. We have a lot going on, but many of us also have an eye to the future. And I had spoken before we started talking about manifestation about uh, moving forward into the end of 2021. We just had the 1212 gateway. We are coming up into the 1221 winter solstice, and then we come into the new year. We also have apparently some turbulence coming in February of 2022. We have some chaos coming. What words of wisdom can you offer us as to how to navigate this peacefully? Uh, uh, our biggest advice to humans would be this. Yes, you have your universe, which is you. Yes, this, yes. Is, what I, this is what I focus on. Uh, this is what is important to me. This is what I love. This is what I like to see right here, yes? And then as you take your universe or your focus, yes? Now you have this mass consciousness or this larger uh, all that is, yes? Uh, that is where your illnesses are, your news is, yes? Uh, your collective, uh, yes? All of it, the collective, yes. But as you expand it and you take yourself there, yes? As you spend your time reading it, yes? As listening to it uh, and you uh, believe it, yes? Now you are, this is being included. This is being brought back. And so our biggest advice to everyone would be to create the universe within yourself that you want to see, to not agree, yes? To not go after or uh, uh, get yourself hung up in, yes? 
uh, any kind of doom and gloom or anything that doesn't feel good to you. Why would anyone do that? Why would you take any of this vital, uh, beautiful focus that you have and put it anywhere that doesn't feel good when you have this mm -hmm. uh, potential to keep looking at things you love and to keep making your own universe better and better and better, yes? Mm -hmm. And as well, let me tell you, as more people decide not to go out here and not to dabble in mass consciousness and not to spend their evenings uh, watching this, yes, uh, whatever it is they do or their news, uh, this starts to get smaller and these mini universes start to get bigger. And then pretty soon more people are agreeing with all this good stuff and less people are agreeing with all of this negativity. I love that. Okay. Here's an interesting question for you, Athena. Information is coming to me from various sources. There are many people outside of this realm, the earth plane, that are referring to what's coming as the big event. There has been a lot of preparation for this, apparently, amongst people of the galactic communities. Uh, we are coming into a tipping point into the new age. I was curious, if you care to divulge, you can always say no. Uh, what are you and others in your realm of existence doing to help us prepare for this big event? in 2022 we would, we would like to pose that question back to mass consciousness because they are the determiners of that answer true how everyone is agreeing to it how everyone is visualizing it how everyone is seeing it but we would tell you in truth as you talk to a human as you would repeat to them uh any uh ending or doom and gloom type report yes mm -hmm. how do you feel charlotte how does your guidance system receive that idea of misery, ending, uh, no control, uh, doom and gloom, yes? Doesn't it uh, uh, react? It does. does it well, it, it's frightening, but- It is frightening, but this is your signal to you that this is not the way for you to be thinking, you see. Right, It's right. not that the situation is true. And this is why we want humans to put their focus on what feels wonderful, what feels good, you see. This is the determining factor, uh, whether you are in agreement with this or not. And we would tell you much to your surprise, most humans will feel very negative when they hear that idea of this big thing coming that's gonna wreck everything, yes? Right, this right. Is not something anybody wants to agree to or that anybody really feels good agreeing to. Mm -hmm. And there's good reason for that. So our view would be, it's not going to be that way, you see. Right, right. For me, there is, from my gut, from my inner knowing, that it will be what I make of it. It will be, it'll be an emanation of what I believe. It will be my extension of the love and, and the pure intention in my mind and heart. And so I look forward to uh, a period of cultivation, if you will, inner cultivation, tending to my own garden and, and really mm -hmm. seeking my own counsel to say, what is it that you believe and what is it that you would bring forth to the world to uh, share? Uh, we would tell you, yes, if you looked at all the population upon your claim, your news uh, blows up or exaggerates, yes? Every, Absolutely. Every negative that occurs. Uh, is it your belief that collectively, People are good. It is my belief. It is. It is It is true. my belief. Mm -hmm. uh, this small population that is exaggerated in your news cannot influence the demise 
of the entire earth plane. There's too much good. There's too many others who are focused in love. It doesn't have the electrical charge it, it would need to achieve that control or fear-mongering that it really tries to achieve. It, it is successful with some part of the population, the more unconscious part of the yeah. population. But those of us who do lean towards the light, get it, rise above it, and limit our, our exposure to it. Yes. But what many don't understand, yes, is during this time of vibrational increase or rising upon the earth plane, it's not just the spiritual seekers that are rising. This energy brings everything up. Everyone who is coming into contact with it and lights are going on everywhere, you see. So it is rising the entire population, whether they are knowing it or not, you see. It is the call or the desire is so great for it permeating the entire world the whole earth plane yes it's happening it and and many many will feel it differently but for for those and the people who listen to this show and come come to hear information like this we can feel it and there is that drumbeat of excitement beneath uh, it all. we would be more likely to agree with a big thing that is coming that it's going to be a grand thing yes beautiful beautiful What else would you like to talk about? I'm just going to throw it right into your lap, Athena. Uh, oh, well, we are talking. Yes, we do a lot of sessions with individuals. Uh, and we have enjoyed uh, all of them. Yes? Yes. What we are working so difficultly with uh, humans is to get them to understand that all the experiences they are having, whether they understand or know it or not, are for their greater good or expansion. Yes? Mm -hmm. And that there is positive coming of them. They are not uh, just suffering uh, for no good reason, uh, as they would put it, yes? yes? And if they can really get this, if they can start to understand and grasp and control uh, how long they stay in these experiences, they can create such a magnificent life for themselves and they can recognize the creators that they are. And this is really our goal or our passion, yes? is to teach humans that whatever it is they have done in their life, whatever it is they have experienced, yes, uh, they are not unworthy because of it. They are not to be judged because of it. Uh, that it is uh, once they accept this and once they can start to love themselves, which is really more any nothing more than what we said, admiring the human for having the experiences and loving it no matter whether you deem them as good or bad, yes? Mm -hmm. As you do this, uh, the high energy that infuses you, the conduct of the human will automatically improve on its own. And so what will occur is all this work that a human thinks they have to do, mm -hmm. they don't have to do because spirit does it for them, you see. As they are elevated in this vibratory level, the conduct goes up automatically. It's just a given, it's how it is, yes? And so when we hear people say they have to work or they have to run out and find uh, more this or more that, whatever it is they are needing, we tell them, ah, you are in your human, you are frenzied. Yes, a human is frenzied. It has to run around, it has to do things, it has to make something happen. Yes. But when you get this awareness that you are uh, a God, really, that is running this tool, this human that you are using for the experiences, when you really finally get this, there's not a whole lot to do. Hmm. Yes. 
starts to happen. Opportunities start to be placed before you. And now there's some fine tuning. Oh, I wanted more money. Oh, I have these opportunities coming. I like them. Yes, they're getting laid before me. I see them. Pick them up. Oh, I have to travel for this one. Oh, I don't like that. Yes, I have to be on phone calls late at night. Rather not do that. Yes. And then you go back in and say, I want more money. But now I want, this is how I want to feel. Yes. I don't want to be working at night. I don't want to work on the weekends. I don't really want to travel. You see. And then you Correct. go back to your la-la land of feeling good. Yes, and appreciate and admire. And then pretty soon the universe starts to lay something else out. Now it's got good hours. Now it's a lovely person to work with. Uh, it's everything you wanted. You see. And yes. so this is what we want to. We want to let humans know how articulate you can get. Don't just say, I want more money. Put some parameters around it. You can. You can make it. Uh, a passion, you can make it fun, you can make it uh, perfect hours, uh, you can make it three days a week. It's up to you. You're the creator. This is where the fun comes in. And we'll tell you something. A lot of you probably are thinking, ah, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Well, there you are. There's your belief system. Yeah, you're not going to get it in that belief system. So now you have to go to, uh, as you would say, go to work on that. How do you go to work on that? You mm -hmm. go to work on that by knowing that you are the creator, but by deciding it's better to believe than not believe and go with that for a while and see what it brings you. You're going to be quite happy with it, we would tell you. And it's easier, much easier to cultivate a belief and work towards it than it is to wallow in, in, in suffering. We like humans to bring their belief up uh, incrementally, yes? yes. We've had that uh, with one. Uh, he had built a couple of houses and we had success with it. He had some money coming in. Uh, when he was young, uh, perhaps he was uh, downgraded a little bit by people in his life, made him feel a little bit uh, not uh, good enough, yes? Okay. And so uh, we suggested to him, he had very high expectations for himself. He wanted, uh, maybe he wanted an airplane, maybe he wanted uh, some things that were quite out of his belief system, quite high. And he felt that this was a good way to get it. And we said, no, actually that can cause more negativity because as you reach for something, uh, how do you feel when you're trying to get something off the top shelf and you're a foot short from it rather than an inch? Mm-hmm, uncertain, yeah, yes. danger. It feels like I might get there if I stretch, but if it's a foot, you're thinking no way in hell. You could fall. Right, so this is how we want humans to do it. And so what we suggested to him Let's do another house. Yes, let's make it three. And then you start feeling, oh, that's pretty good. Maybe he'll do four or five. He might, yes. And then as he gets in this feeling of feeling good, yes, as he has accomplished more, he is gradually, gradually, beliefs coming up. Uh, maybe somebody comes across with an opportunity of an investment or something that's different than even his expertise. And now because his belief has risen, he knows he's the creator and he's coming up the ladder a little bit. Now might be a good time to try something new. See, Right. This is how it goes. Uh, we like the description that we used in the stretching and we want you humans to remember it. Don't put a, uh, a manifestation out there unless it's within your fingertips. Mm. Don't put it two feet over the top. People will tell you this all the time. Ah, oh, you can have anything you want. You can wish for anything you want. Sounds good on paper, we would tell you. But when you're stretching for it for a very long time mm. and your arm gets heavy, guess what? It's going to make you disbelieve even more absolutely I get it it can it can dash everything you've built up if your foundation isn't solid enough we call it reaching for the brass ring but when you have to reach and ex and stretch yourself and extend yourself to such a degree that there is no good footing then what your your risk yes. far outweighs your chances of success 
And here's the thing. What we're dealing with here is, is we're dealing with our sense of worthiness. And so some of us as human beings may say, well, if I just dream big and if I achieve it, then that will tell me I am worthy. No, you have to build worthiness on the foundation that you are worthy. And you must do this in increments, as Athena says. I often say it's so much easier to process energetically. Okay, let's talk about money. If you want more money to come into your life, it's much easier to process an extra $5,000 a year than it would be to process an enormous amount of energy, such as $5 million. This would fry our circuits. So we must work towards small upward changes, even lateral changes to get an upward movement. Um, but... What would you like uh, we to We want to tell you something. We want to go back to the boat again, yes? Okay. Uh, because manifestation is a little bit, we remember the analogy of pushing the boat up, pushing it, yes? And then as it gets to the top, it starts to go over. And to so tipping what point, happens right. is you incrementally, as you raise, yes? Yes. There is a tipping point in even that, where you reach a certain level of success and the boat starts to go really flipping fast, yes? Because the belief is now there. It's, you've got this under you now. Now you believe, yes? And once you believe, now you can increase the uh, amount or uh, the desire for what it is you are having by a much greater amount once you have gotten to this tipping point. Yes. And, and that belief and the ability to manifest is much more solidified than it would be simply sitting, staring at the boat, wishing you could tip it over. And dreaming big, like we say, reaching for that brass ring. I'm going to tip that boat over. Not while you're sitting there, you won't. Absolutely. What's tipping the boat over? Think about the belief. It. And the energy. The, the energy push. behind it. Yes. Right. The push. If, so, if someone had the desire to tip the bed over, or the boat over, yes, it's not going anywhere. It's the desire, the, the energy that's going behind it that is causing this manifestation to occur. Yes, and I would add that there's alignment involved mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, maybe monetarily, okay, or morally. But all of you, every aspect of you is in alignment, working together in unison to tip that boat over. You're not going in different directions. For instance, your emotions could say, I believe in this, but your thought patterns could work against it by saying you can't do it. That little voice that says you can't tip that boat over all by yourself. Yes. Makes sense? It's true. Uh, when one wants a manifestation so badly, uh, and most times, as you said, it is tied into worthiness, it becomes an obstacle. It becomes uh, something that will keep it away, we would tell you. It's not to your advantage uh, to need something, because in reality, a human doesn't need it, yes? To be, and, and to be worthy, certainly not to be worthy, yes? True, uh, true. But they have to reach a point in their life, yes? Uh, we use Robin as the example in her love state. Uh, she had a grandchild, yes? Oh, uh, yes. She got in this connect, yes, or this love of this child. And she's made the statement, if I never manifest a thing, nothing in my life, yes, this is enough for me. And this type of let go is what propels you to be able to make the connect to what it is you are really wanting. When you are uh, struggling or you are uh, desperate for it, uh, this doesn't feel good. When no. you are needing the money to pay a bill that you need it so badly, yes, it is struggle. This is not, uh, this is not that flow of uh, that would feel good. Yes, I'm gonna, right. it's gonna feel good, blah, blah, blah. Yes, uh, yes. but humans yes. aren't recognizing it. They keep going into this, this need, yes, uh, of wanting 
a, a, a special car or needing it. Yes, uh, this is what will deter you from it. You see. Yes, absolutely. It's a, it's a striving that has a destructive energy to it. You're not you're not building. You're not creative. You're not tapping into that creative energy field yes. that is within you. I, Athena, I wanted to go back to something we were saying a few moments ago, and we were talking about how people uh, feel down about themselves, that they don't feel worthy or they don't deserve something, even though they desire it tremendously. What I wanted to touch on, because it's very appropriate to the moment, is about guilt and shame and how people can carry this with them. And there was something you said that triggered a memory for me, a statement that is very strong that I want the listeners to hear. When it comes to guilt and shame over an experience in your lifetime, and I, I can't emphasize this enough, it was an experience, while it may have been embarrassing, traumatic, painful, devastating. Let's go to the lower end of that spectrum, to those things uh, outside of loss of a child and uh, other traumatic events. When it comes to guilt and shame, we think that because we had the experience or witnessed something, that it defines who we are and that it says something about who we are and what we are and what, what we're capable of, what we're worthy of. It could not be further from the truth. So I want to say this, this one statement. No matter what happened in your life, no matter what you participated in, you were not guilty. It was just an experience. Sit with it, bless it, release it, and move on from it with joy in your heart. Athena, would you like to add to what I just said? We would tell you that every negative emotion or experience that a human has, they become more because of it. They have expanded uh, to such a degree that they would be staggered if they moved out of their guilt and out of their shame long enough to become that which they have become from what it is they have suffered, mm -hmm. they would be shocked by it, really. Yes. When one is feeling shamed, they want to be free. They want to be loved. They want to be admired. When one is feeling guilty, it is saying they want to uh, have the uh, bars taken down from around them. They want to be expansive. And this is what happens to you in all that is because of this negative experience as you have deemed it. If you can grasp this, if you can try this even, just admiring and loving yourself and let go of any type of guilt and shame, you will be so magnified in what you become that you will not even recognize it in a very short time. Hmm. What would you say to those individuals who have had a very steady, consistent, uh, I'll say diet of stress and trauma in their lives. I mean, covering decades. What comfort can you offer those people, those experiencers, I will call them? What do we say to those experiencers that it's okay to drop the cloak and, and let it go and move on? Uh, we would tell you that if someone is having that kind of suffering, that kind of life, they've become a human for way too long, you see. Okay. We are never going to deny a negative experience. And you know, maybe there might be several that have happened. Yes? yes. But as one stays over there, as one focuses upon this experience they have had in the horrificness of it, in the misery of it, yes? In the not letting go of it, in the remembering of it, they are calling it to themselves. 
Many don't like to hear this. They don't want to know that they could somehow be responsible for some of the situations that are occurring, you see. We're never gonna sit here and tell you that you're gonna live a perfect life and never experience any loss or that you're not gonna have a bad run now and then, that things are not going to randomly occur upon the earth plane because you are coming here as an experiencer. You are coming here to expand. You're coming here to learn. Yes, there are certain lessons that you've agreed to that you're gonna go through on the earth plane. Sure. But one thing is for sure. This is for sure, yes? Mm-hmm. Nobody came here to suffer the entire time they're here. And if this is occurring, you're getting stuck over here in the human. Does that lend itself to pain is necessary, but suffering is optional? That's exactly true. Yes, we would agree. Uh, you humans have a lot of good sayings that uh, people laugh at, but have a lot of value, actually. Yes. I've got a bag of them. I'll, I'm happy to share with you. With regard to timing, Athena, um, some people, uh, let's let's take the scenario you just illustrated. So we get stuck in those negative emotions. They become so familiar that that is where we know how to operate. And that in itself makes us feel safe because we know what, what we're dealing with. If you're in a traumatic uh, situation or in a toxic relationship, yes. it's kind of like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't because the devil you don't could surprise you and come up from behind and do something you don't expect. So for an artificial sense of safety, we cultivate this feeling of, well, at least I know what I'm dealing with. When it comes to timing, let's look at a person's life plan or life contract. I'm not sure what you call it, but when it's time, let's say, let's take a a sample human being, human being, uh, let's name this person Eve, like Adam and Eve. Okay. So Eve is coming into a time of her life with uh, respect to her contract that her life is about to change. How does that clash with the perceived beliefs, the, the perceptions, and being stuck in that familiar territory of uh, trauma or stress or unworthiness. How do those two things, in your opinion, work together where it's time for the, for the life to take a new direction, but the feelings aren't quite there at the intersection? How does that work, that whole lack of alignment? Does the contract get delayed or does uh, the person get shifted upward? Uh, a human upon the earth plane has free will, yes? And yes. although they have an idea or a plan, yes, that they are wanting to fulfill upon the earth plane, they can veer from it anytime they choose. See? Right. They have to continue uh, or, uh, or decide, yes, if it has to be kept on track or done uh, according to plan. Let's say that, yes? yes. Uh, does it answer your question? Is this what you were asking? That's part of it, yes. Uh, my deeper question is... With that free will, and I've experienced this in my life, where I made a free will choice and chose to not only delay something in my life, but take it in another direction. The good news is that destiny often finds you on the path you took to avoid it. And so it found me, and I picked up where I left off at the appropriate time, and that was fine. I was just thinking of those who kind of get stuck in that darkness, and it's time to move on, and they just they take that opportunity to use their free will. I guess that's the, I think the answer is in the question. When a person exercises their free will to stay where they are instead of moving on, it's okay, no harm done. They will just continue to experience more of it until they're done. Uh, Let's say they will continue to expand. Let's use that one. Okay, I like Uh, that better. You are deeming it, or they are, yes, as negative. 
but or a failure, one, right? As one stays in that charge of energy, it's growing, you see. And so, and from our perspective or view, uh, nothing that a human is going through is for naught, you see. Yes. Okay. That that clears up that little question, Mark. Mm. Wonderful. Mm. What is it about? I want to get to know you a little better and help the listeners. What is it about the earth plane that you love the most? Hmm. Oh, we love when we are uh, using Robin's body. Yes. Hmm. Uh, we can feel her as well. It is, uh, she is in here. Yes. Even uh, when we are not speaking. Yes. Sometimes we are dancing. Sometimes we are uh, doing our light language. Yes. yes. Uh, she can feel confidence like she could never feel it otherwise when we are not present, yes? Something she still struggles with and works with today, yes? Mm -hmm. And so uh, it is very uh, enjoyable for us to be able to provide that feeling through her, uh, through us, through her, yes? Uh, and it is uh, indescribable, really, how to explain what it feels like to be able to communicate and use the body of someone else. It is uh, a magical thing, uh, really, to have made this kind of connect. Uh, there is almost little difference, Robin would say, in how we run her body and it, yes? Oh, we make a few more twitches, things, yes, here and there. Uh, right. Aside from confidence uh, that she can really feel, that is quite uh, magnified, we would say, when we are in, yes? Uh, but she is knowing. Uh, we are uh, in her mouth. This is how she describes it. There is no lag time. The minute she thinks about us, we are there. Yes, we speak immediately because we know it is okay. If we are, if uh, she gives us this okay, uh, we come out to speak. Yes, in like manner, uh, if she was with someone and she was thinking about explaining to them what it is she does, uh, because this is a big part of being a channeler. It's very difficult to out yourself or to allow people. Uh, to see you in your vulnerability and to understand this process and to even believe it because there are many that would not see. And so when she is moving with other people, uh, we would say it occurred a few times where she was with some friends and she was thinking of telling them and she, we, we did not come to her mouth. She did not feel us like she normally did. And that was her sign or signal or knowing this is not the place or time for this, yes? And right. so she is in this learning process. Uh, it's not been, it's been only a year that we have been using her body, even though we have hovered her for over 20, yes? This is speaking to her. So she is learning now why sessions are uh, of different energy levels. And it is because of the energy of the person we are moving with is what determines it, yes? And she is learning now that, uh, uh, this way of communication that we have with her when she wants to share this with another, we don't come in. It's not that we wouldn't if she asked us to, but we're normally there even when she's not asking so she can feel it. Yes, she can always feel us, you see. Right. And so this uh, unfolding, we would tell you with her, is going to even, it's so new yet, there is such development that is going to yet occur that has not, yes? It is... Mm -hmm. uh, in the process or still unfolding in the time, yes? And we are so uh, excited really with the growth and the progress, progress that has happened in the short period of time. If you had seen her a year ago, yes? Uh, it was strained, uh, her voice box hurt. Uh, she writhed around, yes? Uh, there was no smoothness to the transmission at all, yes? Mm. So to be at this degree 
and have done uh, way over hundreds of sessions, yes, and to be on uh, radio broadcasts and to be doing what she is doing, even though we are assisting her, takes a great amount of strength and some confidence uh, to do this, you see. Absolutely. That's why I was so thoroughly impressed with her and wanted to share her with my listeners as well as you. You really have gotten this process so smooth in only a year. So I want to tell the listeners, yes, you heard that correctly. Uh, yes, while uh, Athena in Truth has been in the uh, stratosphere of, of Robin for 20 years, it's only been a year that they've been coming through using her body to step forward. And so it's has uh, really grown quickly and it is quite smooth. I wanted to ask you, uh, you've been hovering around her. There was that Kundalini awakening that she had. You were present, but did you choose Robin before her birth to do this? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, We would tell you, yes. Uh, This is something that the Kundalini rising is something that she had worked on from lifetime to lifetime. And part of the connect, uh, and we would say not all channelers, but many channelers occurs through a Kundalini rising. It is the manifestation that will occur. Let's talk about that for a moment. Yes. Okay. A Kundalini rising uh, is not just for something for someone to experience. It comes with a great amount of duty and responsibility. It is never bestowed upon a person who is not selfless or willing to give. Yes. Uh, This is a gift, really, but it is a gift to be used. It is a gift to be shared, yes? And so we knew, uh, all that is new, let's just say that, yes, that this one would do that, that this would be her desire to help people. It is something that she would do as Robin, yes? Not just uh, while the group is in. And so even though we have moved with others who have wanted to have the experience of a Kundalini rising, they just wanted to have it because... They wanted to feel what it felt like, and they wanted to prove to themselves that it could happen. But we said to them, it will never happen in you unless you realize the responsibility you are going to get with it, you see. And that yes. is to provide to humanity. It is why it arrives, you see. Yes, and not to be negative, but to be honest, in my experience, many people want to have the experience so that they can brag about it. I can't say it more plainly than that. They want to yes. feel better than other people for having had the experience. And that's wrong. Oh, that's, that's what we are most happy with, yes, in the vehicle that we have chosen in Robin, yes. Yes. Uh, she doesn't attach to it. And she has uh, no ego. In fact, uh, her son talked to her and he said, how does it feel to do this? How do you feel about the work you are doing? And she said, it's kind of odd because I know that I am contributing my time. Yes, I am doing that. But I don't have any ego attachment because I'm not doing it. And that's when we said to her, We want all humans to feel this way about the work they do because it is divine. Yes, it is the guidance of their soul that is moving them through their life. Yes. Absolutely. So why would they decide to become this character or have this belief that their self is elevated or not elevated? It could go either way. Yes. Mm -hmm. We don't care whether you're the garbage man or you are Chandler or you are brain surgeon. Yes. Uh, It's nothing more than a life experience that one is having. And somehow Robin has grasped that her life experience right now is this. It doesn't make it grand. It doesn't make it better uh, than anybody else's. We liken it to a doctor who is studying to become a doctor. He studies very hard. She studied very hard. Yes. Interested. Very interested. She was. He's very interested. Uh, He didn't stop partway and think, 
Am I not going to become a doctor? He just kept going until he became one. And that's really what Robin did. And we would tell anyone who has this desire uh, to become this. Yes, there are many that want to become channelers. They have to know that you have to believe it. You have to hold it. You have to uh, do it. Yes. Uh, You have to educate. You have to have a passion. You have to have a desire for it. And then it can be, you see. And then you make room for it. Yes. You have to make room for it in your life. Uh, Yes, I agree. Um, I was just so impressed with Robin uh, in my first conversation with her. There is no ego that she brings to the table with this. There is nothing but divine energy and the neutrality that you find only in service to others. There is that neutrality. And that's why I welcomed her to my tribe and offered to provide to her the support and like-minded individuals to surround herself with that would make her even more comfortable as she grows in her channeling experience with you. Uh, she is saying uh, she cannot come back in. She's learned to go up and around, we call it. Yes, uh, her <laughs> high self speak to us like we speak to other high selves of people. And she is most grateful uh, to you for that. Yes. Oh, she's quite welcome. I wondered if I could add to, we keep talking about the tipping point, and as we were speaking about that uh, earlier in the show, I was thinking of part of the experience that I had on my journey across country, uh, moving from Florida to California, and it kept flashing in my mind, so I thought I might bring it up if that's okay. So we're talking about taking this boat, getting into alignment, and pushing, and believing, and getting it to its tipping point, and then you go over to the other side, and then you feel, I would think, a quickening or an acceleration in the manifestation, in the expansion that you're stepping into. So in another segment with uh, Mother Mary, actually, we talked about how I came upon a bridge I did not expect. I did not know it would be on this road to California. It was in Beaumont, Texas, and it's called the Rainbow Bridge. I came upon this bridge. I'm driving in my SUV. I have this heavy trailer behind me. And I was fine. I was very content and peaceful in my journey, leaving my old life behind. I was processing a lot. But then I see in the distance this enormous bridge. And my first thought was, I can't do this. I was fearful. And there was no way around it. I had to go up the bridge. It was so steep and so high in the air. I really just began to grip the steering wheel out of terror until I got close to the top and I noticed the other drivers weren't anything but calm and peaceful. There didn't seem to be a problem. So if they were navigating this path and had on numerous occasions, then I would be fine too. And so I told myself to relax. And then I got to the top of the bridge and that's where it changed. That is where I had this beautiful transition into like a new energy of my life as I got to the top and started to descend down the other side of the bridge. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I I wanted to share that with you and all the listeners. And I wondered if you have a comment or Uh, something to make. This this is a common fear that uh, a lot of humans have. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crossing the bridge. Uh, And in some degree, uh, it represents an unknown or an expansiveness. Yes. That one, uh, is not in control of. It is uh, a little bit of control, yes? Yes, uh, it was very so, symbolic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and so, in fact, uh, one of Robin's sisters actually has this uh, melody, we would call it, yes, uh, where she is frightened upon bridges, yes? Uh, and so this is what is uh, funny because 
many of these humans who are riding with someone else in the car can pull over and allow the other person to drive over the bridge and they are okay, see. And so this is how we want to relate it or combine it with a, a control, yes, or the human uh, being in control. They are fearful uh, of what lies ahead. They are fearful uh, a bit, yes? And yes. then as they, as they relinquish this control, uh, they give it up, yes, to someone else, or they relinquish it like you did, you decided as you reached the top, to give it up, yes. Uh, and then this is what occurred, this uh, satisfaction or uh, feeling of uh, uh, let go, yes, that you yes. experienced to reach this uh, pinnacle or point, yes. And so uh, this is how we would describe it. We feel when humans ask us about phobias, uh, most of them or uh, almost all of them, we would say, are tied into some type of a feeling of a loss of control. And if a human really understood that, uh, you're never going to control everything, yes? You, are, you can't control how others are going to receive you. You can't control uh, the life experiences, uh, exactly how they are going to go, you see? And then as one starts to do this, their life starts to become very limited because of it, because they are uh, then the fears, yes? And the phobias and the blocks and the things that will start to prevent or stop one from doing uh, what they would do if they did not have this, you see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is what we would uh, add to what it is you have said, yes? It, it works in beautifully because as I approached the bridge, number one, there was no way I could avoid it. I looked to see if there was a road that I could take to steer around it, even if it took me an hour or two outside of uh, my intended timeline. But it yeah. steered me right towards it. I had I had no control. Then, yes. as I start to go up the bridge, as I said, uh, it was so steep. The incline of it was so steep. I felt, how is this possible? It's defying gravity. And I'm pressing down on my gas pedal and pressing harder and harder. I'm mindful of the heavy trailer that I'm pulling. And I started yes. to think thoughts came up into my mind of disaster, sabotage, and failure. Because I was thinking, well, what if... The trailer and the vehicle start just sliding backwards on its own. I'm working very hard to get to the top of this, and something's going to come along and ruin this for me and destroy it and sabotage me and my efforts. These are the thoughts that were racing through my mind, and it was it had to be very quick because I had... We would tell you those were already there, yes? Exactly, right. So this triggered a lot of my conscious reality with respect to those things, and that's when I had to say, you're putting it behind you. Yes. That's just your perception. Let it go. Get to the top. Relax. And I and it was uh, I am very proud of myself for this personal triumph. But I, I also wanted to really share a little deeper about it with the listeners of the, the fear that took over me. And it was I mean, it was very steep and very high, but it was just a bridge. And I had to tell myself if all these other people are navigating this bridge on a daily basis and there are no accidents that I'm aware yeah. of then I can do it too. And so yeah. I needed to shift my perception and dig into who I am. And that was a big part of it. It's unwrap and let go of the perception and really, I don't know, I want to use the word not reclaim, but really connect with who you are. There we go. Connect with who you are because you know you can do this because you've already done it on some level. Well, this is the same package we would like to deliver people regarding their belief systems, uh, that they push through it, yes? Mm -hmm. That they see that others have gone before them, have done it, yes? They can do it too. Uh, that they adopt this uh, uh, 
this way. Yes, I'm going to do it. I am going to make it up to the top. Yes. Yes. And I've, I've done it even in my own life in different situations and examples. This was just a very symbolic and yet literal example of everything that prepared me for this. And I was ready to do it. Mm. So it makes me smile. It makes me giggle. Yes. Uh, it's a good confidence builder. Yes. It certainly is. And uh, it was quite the journey. And I was the whole time I was looking forward to speaking with you and speaking with Robin and letting the listeners get to know her and her journey a bit. And uh, one last question for you, Athena, mm -hmm. with regard to the earth plane. Do you have a favorite flower or plant? Huh. Uh, we have to tell you, yes. Uh, we came here from, we are in Florida now, yes? Uh, yes. We came from the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. We are a fan of anything blooming, yes? Uh, sure. We could not possibly pick one uh, that is a favorite. Uh, we love them all. We are uh, feeling quite uh, lucky that both places are abundant with this type of poet, uh, yes? Uh, so it is, uh, uh, we would like to give you an answer, uh, but we would tell you that we are in amazement of all. Okay, that's fine. That's beautiful. I want to thank you so much for joining me today and sharing with our listeners and offering your encouragement, your wisdom, your light, and your love. Oh, you are most welcome. We have enjoyed our interaction uh, more than words can say. Yes? I appreciate that, and I would welcome you back anytime you wish to share. Oh, it would be great. Thank you. Thank you, Athena. Good day. Good day to you. Hello. I didn't know if I'm allowed to talk yet or not, so I didn't want to mess up your recording. Absolutely. No, I was just making sure you were fully back, let you get a sip of water. Hello, Robin. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> we did this a little differently than normal, and you know what? That's that's fine with me. I love it. We kind of did it in reverse. Still ask backwards, yeah. A little ass backwards. Um, so let me let me backtrack and start from, or maybe maybe pick up where we left off. So Athena and Truth came through, and um, they were gracious to uh, allow me to. It was sweet. I said, "Well, this is a little different. Should I wait to read my introduction, or should I do it now?" And they said, "No, go ahead with your intentions. We can wait." Yeah. And so, and so I just started the show that way. So now I want to kind of backtrack and say welcome, Robin Jelinek, to the Spiritual Insights family as a very special guest. And I thought we'd take just a couple minutes to get to know you. I know uh, we were talking about you <laughs> for a couple minutes there. Sure. But I just want the listeners to, to get a sense of, so um, it's been put out there. 20 years ago, you had a Kundalini awakening, and then over the past year, they came through full body, and you seem to have embraced this almost effortlessly, and it, not that it doesn't take hard work and a lot of letting go, uh, but you look at where you are today, and after only a year of doing this full body, how do you yeah. feel? Um, well, you know, you do have your ups and downs. There are days when it feels great, and then there are days where... Um, it can be kind of difficult because you don't always share it with everybody. You know, there's a little bit of hiding that goes on. And I think in time, maybe that will work itself out. But it's, it's hard for me to even believe sometimes, to be honest, just 
it's at times it seems like the most natural, unnatural thing in the world. And then other times I think, is this really happening? Is this really real? Is this normal? You know? Um, yeah. And then, absolutely. but you know what, what's a constant is them. Even when I'm feeling like that, even when I uh, have those questions, they just keep doing what they're doing the same way they're doing it. You know, there's never a, a pullback or never a feeling like it matters, you know, how I'm judging it. That doesn't really seem to affect it. So, um, yeah, it's just really hard to put into words there. You know, I, I feel really good about when I'm helping people and I'm having sessions and I know that it's really beneficial to them in their lives. And I think that's what drives you forward. But then there are times when, you know, I feel really uncomfortable about it if somebody would see it or ask me about it, or maybe they don't believe in it. And then, you know, you just, I'm just the kind of person I want people to be comfortable around me. I don't want to be the cause of them not being comfortable around me. Sure. So you're always trying to navigate um, what's the best thing to do, you know, to let someone know this or not know it about me. Yeah, I just, I just feel it out. It takes time to find this. Let me say it this way. It takes time to find a comfort zone that stays consistently no matter what you're up against. And, and what I mean by that is suppose you uh, go to a gathering and you meet new people and they start to say, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a part of you that wants to say, okay, I'm not ashamed of this. I love it. And then you want to blurt out, oh, I'm a channel or, you know, I'm an energetic healer and, and I do this. And there's that risk that they might just go, you do what? And then you'll start to feel small, you know? So you have to feel out every circumstance, of course, but I've kind of found a happy medium where people say, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, I help people. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Okay, take me down the rabbit hole. I'm not gonna drag you down the rabbit hole. I'm gonna let you lead me down the (laughs) rabbit hole to the information that you are prepared to hear. I help people, well, how do you do that? Well, I can do that using Reiki or energy or, you know, and I make it digestible, small bites, bite-sized yeah. pieces. Yes. You know, yeah, and, and yeah, and, and depending on who's around me and, and the arena I'm in, mm-hmm. then then maybe I can go full blast and say, yeah, Channel for Jesus, how are you? What do you do for a living? Like, it's no big deal. Because yeah. you know what? It's really not. There's nothing special. That's how I think about it. But I'm surprised how many people have uh, a judgment or a feeling about it, you know, and they, and they really have never experienced it. So, you know, maybe they see it as a threat to their religion, but I don't really, um, I'm not uh, touting that or pushing that in any way. Right. They're, they said they're behind anything that makes a person feel happy. And if that happens to be, you know, their, their church, their Buddha, their whatever mm-hmm. religious practice they do, it makes them feel connected and alignment. It's a good thing, you know? So, um, so I'm not quite sure where, the uh, inability to believe or to receive that information comes from in a person, but it's definitely there with a lot of people. For me, it boils down to one thing. It all depends on what they're afraid of. Yeah. So I just, you know, I speak lightly, like no big deal, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, bearing your chest, like, here's what I do pull out your dagger or well, maybe been, they won't and they'll like me, you know? I've been fortunate because I've been retired for a while because I am 62 years old. So yeah, 
you know, people know me as retired, so very few people ever ask me what it is I do. They just assume I'm doing nothing because I'm retired. So that's <laughs> that problem. So I just go with that. You know, I don't really, <laughs> I just kind of go under the wire, you know. Yeah, um, you can you can use that assumption to your advantage, no doubt. <laughs> but I you know I have done another number of things that are available on the internet now, and I think it's just a matter of time that probably some people that know me socially that don't know that I do this might ask. And Athena's ask, answer to that is always just direct them to the website. If they're interested in more information, then go to the website. If it's somebody really close to me, they're probably going to know it anyway. I would have shared it with them. But if it's just an acquaintance, mm-hmm. uh, I usually just say, that, you know, there's information on the website about what I do, how I do it. If you want to mm-hmm. look it up, there it is, you know. Yeah, I've, I've learned to say, throw out all kinds of um, apprehension and just say, you know what, Google me. It's yeah. not everybody's cup of tea what I do. But if it is, and you have a question or you want to send feedback, I welcome that. If not, God bless you. Yes. Speaking of retirement, tell everybody, what what did you do for a living? What are you retired from? Um, We ran a water well drilling business for over 25 years in northern Wisconsin in a small town uh, in Rhinelander. And um, we actually sold it to one of the people that worked for us and then retired in our mid-40s. And we started coming to Naples, Florida for half the year. And then we would go back to Wisconsin, the other half. Uh, but then our kids moved out to Seattle and we started to have grandkids. So we ended up selling our place in Wisconsin. So now we split between Bainbridge Island, Washington and Naples, Florida. It's quite a hike back to Naples from there. Um, but it's, yeah. you know, I like both places. I don't like being gone for my grandkids. I really miss them when I'm here. Yeah. Um, but we've trimmed the time down. We used to come here for seven months. Now we've got it down to four and we're not here as long. So they, they, they survived without me for four months and then we go back again. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I wanted to mention to the listeners, uh, I, in my introduction, I mentioned that uh, Athena in Truth also likes to publish frequent podcasts. And there's a funny story to this, so I wanted to share it. So what you'll find when you go to it, which is at anchor.com slash Athena in Truth, is these little bite-sized snippets of information. And I, I went to review this and become acquainted and i thought this is quite spectacular because they don't last any more than maybe 20 minutes it can be they get on a subject they talk about it and they get off and it's like wow (laughs) but then one day he's they said uh we have something else to say about it so we want to do another one but they had to stop you in the middle of what you were doing to do these things that's the funny part share with everybody how you can be spending time with family or your husband and then suddenly you're like oh sorry gotta go yes um well we have a sauna in um Bainbridge island where we live and so my husband and i enjoy taking a sauna in the morning so i'll go out there with every intention i'm going to get a 30 minute sauna and five minutes into it i get the we have a recording to do statement uh come to me and i'll say usually my husband maybe we might talk about something i mean nothing in particular but something will strike it you know maybe we'll have a little conversation and they'll have a, a thought about it and so i'll say to him well there goes my sauna i have to it's almost like you got to go now it's like when it comes it becomes uncomfortable to hold as it grows because it's a block you could imagine um, it's not like i'm hearing words i'm just feeling myself filling up like i gotta get this out right now so then i go to the house and plug in the recording and talk to myself and, and in the beginning I used to think I had to have someone next to me to talk to. So if you listen to the early podcast, my son is on there, my husband's on there. And they're quite funny because my husband isn't like a smooth talker. Like I don't mean smooth talker. I mean, 
he kind of stopped <laughs> the greatest uh, recording material. So in the beginning, I thought this is the only way I can do it. I have to talk to somebody because I can't talk to myself because when they're in, I'm out. So if I personally have a question, I have to go get my husband or get someone and say, ask them this, and then I'll let them come in and then they'll ask the questions that's for me because I haven't figured out how to get it. Now I'm told by my friend who's a channeler, eventually I'll be able to do that for myself, but so far it hasn't worked out that way. Um, but anyway, uh, so in the beginning, I'm always conversating with my son or my husband, but then one day I got this brilliant thought, well, I wonder if I could just talk to them, you know, like they were a person, you know, like them, like they're, they would talk like they're talking to an audience. Them meaning and, Athena. Yes. So okay. I say to them, okay, do your podcast and just pretend there's an audience out there. And now that's what they do. So now I don't need people anymore. And they just carry on. They just talk. They have a room full of people there. They start talking. And my perception when it happens is that they're actually talking to someone. That's how it feels. Like there's somebody in front of me that's receiving. Absolutely. And yeah. that's, that's the service aspect that allows it to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so that's what it's evolved to now. So I wanted to share that because I kept coming up when, when we were talking about your Kundalini rising in 2001, you uh -huh. had the full blown experience. Mm -hmm. Did you have the experience of uh, where you didn't have control of your body and it's doing certain mudras and movements and the energy is expanding? What was your experience like with that? Um, it was very odd. I, I had, um, I had laid down, usually I do a little meditation before I go to sleep, kind of would breathe into each one of my chakras. And I had done this routinely night after night. Mm -hmm. And this particular moment, I laid down, and within a second or two of it happening, my arm just went up in the air, which I am not the kind of person that would do that. I just, it's not my thing, you know? And yeah. anyway, my arm shot up in the air, and I got struck by what felt like lightning. That's what started it. It felt as though I got hit with lightning. That's the only way I can explain it. And it made a loud snap to the point where my husband heard it. He thought, he, I remember a little murmur from him, like, what was that? You know? Wow. He was, he had a cold, I remember, and he was kind of trying to get to sleep. And he's one, honestly, he could give two hoots either way what's going on. He, this kind of thing is like, oh, whatever, you know. So even though he heard it, and he knew he thought, well, I'll ask for tomorrow. There's something going on over there, in his opinion. So this happened. That's and as soon as that lightning struck, I heard the spinning. The center started going. Spinning. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I felt like I heard the hummingbirds. Like it just felt like the wings of hummingbirds uh, going. And then, then the snake started to rise and I felt that it hit each one of the centers. I definitely know I had some blocks because it backed up and it would hit again and try to penetrate. And, uh, and then from all I can imagine, and I'm not sure, I think it may have veered off because I, I, I don't remember feeling, I felt it kind of through the neck, but I never really felt like it went through the top of my head. And I, for all I knew, because I'd never experienced anything like that, it was the way it was. I mean, maybe that was complete, but I think because I had a lot of emotional upheaval, I just felt like I had a lot of stuff to empty out. I didn't uh, feel good for the next couple of years. There, there was a lot of like uh, disinterest in things that I used to really enjoy, like detach yeah. everything. I thought life has become so flat after this. It's terrible. That's how I felt, you know, and that went on for a while, but then about the two year mark, we went on a little vacation. Um, it was our 25th wedding anniversary to Bora Bora. And we were over the water of Bungalow and a big storm came up. And it was really like 
a magical thing, watching all this lightning and everything. Yeah. And I laid down to go to sleep and I did the same thing I always did. And my poor husband again thinks, what in the world now? And this time the Kundalini came down through the top of my head. And I felt like it was a little painful to be honest. It felt yeah. like a huge amount of pressure. It yeah. sounded like the loudest freight train you can ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And then finally it broke through. And I knew it was the Kundalini because I felt that, uh, like a lava that pours through. That's what happened at the end of the first rising that I had. There's okay. like a, a flow of heat that goes through your body. You can feel it pour through. Yeah. And I felt that go through me and through my neck and then like into the heart center, like, like that. I felt it. And I thought, okay, that, then I knew in that moment that completed it. I think that's what happened. So that, that was a couple of year process actually that that it occurred now i don't know if it would be this way for everybody but i do get lots of people who are very interested in becoming channelers and they always ask me about this and you know i think it's different for everyone but mm -hmm. it can take a very long time too it's not something that is quick no it, it's not. it takes a while absolutely um i want to recap something that you said for the listeners and because something a question is going to peak they're going to want to know what you meant uh you mentioned more uh, some animal uh, illustrations and so there was this uh, feeling of a bolt of lightning mm -hmm. uh, which I've described on the show yeah it's a huge amount of energy that enters into your body and lights up everything the chakra system all of uh, all of the components of the human energy field it just lights it up but then you mentioned the buzzing of the hummingbirds and I wanted to describe that as this extreme buzzing of energy so yeah. just a really loud vibration. It's so big and so loud. It's, yeah. it's like you're in a tunnel and you can't get out. Yeah. Uh, that is a shift in my experience. It is a shift in consciousness. Like um, crashing through a ceiling, moving upwards, like your consciousness mm -hmm. went upwards, crashed through a ceiling and went up to a different paradigm. And th that's my experience of the buzzing. It's when you really expand outside of your present energy field. And then you said the snake. So what yep. we're talking about, for those who don't know, I know many of you will be familiar, the snake she's referring to is the coil of kundalini energy resting at the base of the spine in the tailbone at the root chakra. That's what I was referring to in my introduction, how it sits. And then when it's activated, it rises up the spine like a snake. What's funny is, Robin, I had an experience with this. But like you say, it's different for everybody. So I'm sure I received what I needed at the time. It was also 2001. I had just started channeling Jesus or Yeshua, as we call him in public. When it came to this particular experience, it stopped at the back of my heart center and wouldn't go any further. And I thought, what happened? And I figured, well, there must be a block. There's work I need to do on that particular center. Otherwise, it's not going to be able to go to the top. And I haven't really focused a lot on it. It comes to mind from time to time. But maybe that's just what I needed in order to get this channeling to where, where it needed to go at the time. you know. But I thought I'd mention that. I've never had an opportunity to talk about it. It's another one of those things that, you know, I don't know that if I heard it from someone and knew nothing about it, that I would believe it either. It's kind of out there, really. It's like, uh, it's a, a different experience. Yes. Yes, and I and you know what? I think it depends on the experience, sir, because I've had people who've had the experience. That's a private thing. It's for you to work with in your own private time. And maybe you can peek out and say, am I on the right track with this? But 
as far as Kundalini rising or awakening experiences go, I believe yours to be completely authentic. And I think we get what's perfect for what we need in a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely did what you did. I knew that you just have this awareness. I knew that there were some centers that were blocked and I definitely can tell you when it rose, it was having problems getting through. So I knew it stopped and started, stopped and started, but then it Mm -hmm. made way through. It It was a little uncomfortable. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, it was definitely some pain uh, involved. I did feel it when it pierced the centers. There was definitely like something that felt like it smarted a little bit, you know? Right. Yeah. And then, like I said, I really feel like it either hit the throat center or somewhere in this area. And then I did the same as you, because I could always tell when I'd be doing my breathing exercises, mm-hmm. when I would describe it like this, if you had an infection in your finger and you hung it upside down, it would throb. A blocked energy center throbs. It's like the energy gets stuck there. It won't, you can't continue to move it up. And so I, I got really aware that when I'd get here, I could feel the pulse. It was stuck. It wasn't moving, you know? So I did the same thing, but, um, to my surprise, it took two years. It wasn't like it just cleared up overnight. It took a long yes. time. That's what I wanted to explore as well, that it does take time. These changes can happen overnight. Like I said earlier, it will fry your circuit. Right. I think people and expect it that. right now. And that's just not how it goes. It's foolish. A 25 year process in a lot of people. I'm not saying it always has to be that way, mm-hmm. but if you tell somebody that they're going to get so disappointed because they really want that experience and they're so excited for it, but it's, it takes a long time. It yes. does. And it takes conscious participation mm-hmm. in the form of whether you need to prepare, whether you need to transmute your own energy to accommodate it. There yeah. might be some letting go. You might have some heavy baggage. You need, you need to work with those blocks. In my experience, when energy moves through me, Anytime that happens where I feel pain or discomfort, I know there's a block right there because it hit up against something. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have flowed freely through yeah. the meridians, the nadis, the chakra system. If it, if you feel something, that's resistance. Like it, it hit a wall somewhere, and that's where I would take my focus. Yeah. I, is there anything you'd like to share with us? Any story, anecdote, or nugget that you'd like to share with the listeners before we head out? I can't. I can't think of anything. I think we covered it. Okay. Well, it has been wonderful having you with us today. As I said in the introduction, you are a wife, you are a mother, and now a channel for wisdom. And I, for one, am very glad, Robin. Well, thank you. It's very nice to meet you. You too. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that Robin does offer private sessions with Athena in Truth if you would like to sit and discuss the circumstances of your life. It can be very warm and comforting, but some are very strong, okay? And then when that strong one comes through, you'll sit up straight. You'll sit up straight, and and so you will get what you need to receive. You would book a private session with Robin to speak with Athena in Truth at athenaintruth.com and book a private session with me at spiritualinsightsradio.com. My sincerest thanks to Robin and Athena for coming through to share their wisdom today and to all of you for sharing this space with us. That is our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.